Hello and welcome to this extra festive and when I look outside, rainy and slightly above zero degrees uh, special. And uh, this is our opposite Akvel. So we got quite a lot of the crew here. I think all of us. It's Niklas. Hello, everyone. It's Jimmy. Hi. And it's Kalle, our voice actor that's doing the voices of two of our special guests that are sometimes here. And tonight is pulling double duty on this joke that was old quite a few months ago, maybe even a year or so ago. And uh, the first voice he's going to do is Krell. You know, I don't think the secret to humor is blind repetition until it becomes funny. I'm pretty sure it's the rule of three. But oh, ho, oh, oh, ho, it's your spirit host, Krell. And Jens. Merry Griffin Balls, everyone. And, and that, points to Griffin Balls. And that is the versatility of this voice actor. And as I said, this is a festive Opposite episode. And I think we've all had a drink or two. And anyone want to do a beverage check? I what can people see my beverage from here. <laughs> That's a good. I have water. I got water, coffee, and some kind of weird hard lemon, apparently alcoholic drink. I don't Is know. that I... the one uh, with the blue label, the hard lemonade? Yeah, yeah. And unless they pay us money, I'm not going to tell them what it's called. But my wife took a sip and said, "Ugh, why?" Just left the room. <laughs> yeah, I got standards. That's why I have this lovely espresso martini. What have people been up to lately? Uh, should have been painting. I've not been painting. Same old, same old. Dreading uh, the the news that I won't be able to go back to Sweden. I'm supposed to be drinking beer this evening, but I needed something stronger, so I'm drinking whiskey. Cheers in that. a jar. What's Jim you drinking? Jim never sounded off. I'm also drinking whiskey. I'm having a nice glass of single malt Scottish whiskey, uh, Glen Moray. It's uh, quite smoky, and I love it. I'm surprised you're not having uh, your signature rum and coke. Uh, my signature is only rum, not rum and coke. What did but, you but it's gone, right? It's gone. Let's, but, let's uh, be real, guys. He I lives in Javle. Yeah. I'm not it's, supposed it's... to go outside. No, I meant that your favorite is whatever comes in a clear plastic container that's not melting the container. Also true. I envy you. I envy Javle. <laughs> then move in here, lad, and I'll show you the ropes. I would if there are any jobs. Don't you have a job that you can work from home? Eh, I'm a dad. Yeah, but a real bring one. the fact to Javle. Yeah, we have Lek. No, it's perfect to leave the kids. It's a trap. It's a trap. He only wants to, you to bring the kids so they can sacrifice it to the giant goat in the middle of town. No, he wants you to bring the kids so some competent players are showing up instead of me. It's not my fault you roll bad. Just bring your spirit toasts. <laughs> no, spirit no, toasts and patches. No. God damn it, no, no, no. Hey, Jimmy, remember when my banshee killed the shit out of your giant? It was a horrendous day, although very funny. It was super funny. So, two minutes in and we've derailed. This is awesome. Just like the simulations. So, gents, what have you been up to lately? Oh, I don't know. I tried to finish my dwarf army, but I'm like 95% done, which is where I look at a product and like, yeah, I'm not going to touch this for another year at least. Bye. Yeah, but at least you do that with projects. I do that with models. Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, I feel pretty good about myself for actually almost finishing uh, an army, not just some models. But there's still much I could do if I wanted yeah, but to. That, surely that means that you can buy a completely new project now. Forget about this one, right? Yes, yes. Many projects. Okay. For every pro project I almost finish, I can buy like three more. 
makes sense. Makes perfect sense. So you you you've, you got in that uh, the Ogre More Tribes box then that they released for Age of Sigmar that just re- it's a rebase to the, the what now for the what now the Ogre box. They basically made a new army deal for ogres. Ah, no, I've got plenty of other stuff I need to do before that. <laughs> yeah, you've been painting some uh, nice marines and uh, some Escher. Yeah, but I should be finishing the dwarves or the orcs or the woodelves or the terrain or the other things I have lying about. <laughs> but yeah, I'm slowly grinding on doing things. What have you been doing, Chris? He's sitting here and uh, currently... I just uh, desprewed. This co- is, he, is he called in this in- iteration? He's called Jakob Bugmans on the 11th, the Brewmaster General. So obviously he's not going to be on a <laughs> be a Brewmaster General or anything like that. I'm going to change that, him up a bit. Tell me you're building a squad. That's a steampunk commando. Uh, it's, yeah, it's the one that's uh, either have a, has a really tiny beard for a dwarf or a lovely quote-unquote, uh, Cardron Overlord face. And I'm actually going to mod him, so he's going to be the keg carrier for Karak Kadrin, because I might be doing some dwarves next year. Nice. Will they be skirmish dwarves? Possibly as a start, because I want, I'm thinking of just do, starting small and see if that satisfies my curiosity now that I've sold my slayers. Dwarf curious, huh? Always. If you're curious about dwarves, does that mean that you're half as interested in that army as the elves? Now they're wide enough to be more a more massive interest than the elves, but the elves are quite a large interest at the oh. moment. So my joke came up short, huh? Yeah, it's a bit stunted. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, we'll have to grow out the beard in this podcast. Yeah. Now that I found an me and Jimmy talked way back. I think it was the last time we recorded together, and yeah, we talked about. Uh, Someone who had made a lovely conversion of the what I think the model is called the Warden King now to be the Slayer King of Karakadrin. And I'm thinking maybe do something in that style when you mix armored dwarfs with massive axes and maybe make some crests and uh, just uh, have a bit of fun as a conversion project to start off with. You look at that and say to yourself, There, there is a man and a king I can follow. Yeah. I've been on a conversion spree lately. If you've seen my my little elf warband and my current project, when I'm trying to mount the light of Eltharion on a Carmine dragon, yeah, that's a project. Yeah, that'd be I, cool if you make it work. I'm also painting a version of Bugman right now, along with his two friends, uh, Gotrek and the White Dwarf. Ah, nice. that's lovely. That's, nice. that's, that's so lovely. Yeah, I got a Christmas present from Joseph Bain. One of the better Christmas presents I've got, I think. It's great. It's the limited edition. came out in 7th edition. Was it the, the 300 issue limited edition, I think? Also, take that, so, Nicholas Parents. Or was it 25 years? I don't know. But the one with the, yeah, Ron Bruno, White Dwarf, being carried by Gotrek and... It must have been the it's 25 years because the 300 yeah. one was... Uh, uh, just uh, the white dwarf with his uh, helmet off, right? Like having a drink from his helmet. Wasn't that the third year's white dwarf? Maybe, yeah. I, at least I remember going to Games Workshop Goth- Gothenburg and actually picking that one up. And I was. Can I ask you guys? Yeah. Did you get this for free in white dwarf? No, not that one. Okay. 
you usually you usually got like a white dwarf models in like a yearly subscription deal. That's how I got yeah. the, like the space white dwarf. Yeah, I had that one as well. Part of that went into a Iron Hands Tech Marines <laughs> and Iron Father conversion. Yeah, and same the, here. Yeah, and the helmet is going on a crew member from the what's it called the Minotaur, the Heretic crew member. Crew member. To replace his head, and it's gonna say T question marks on it because he's gonna be a T's made. That's pretty cool. I love how you're still using the old pieces. That's what the big bits box is for. Yeah, that's the great thing about metal bits as well. <laughs> just pour them into this other piece, put them into some toxic fluid, and then just brush the paint off yeah. and use them again. Speaking of metal bits, yesterday I did find the saddle from the Malekith Sixed version then the, from the dragon. But that's going on my Carmine Dragon conversion. Right. So that's another advantage. That's another advantage with the metal models, because when you find them, you don't have to worry about where they are, because they just penetrate like the flesh of your foot. Do you know exactly where it is? Yeah. Yeah. There's that one thing that your kid can't chew. Your kids can't eat it. Don't oh, they can eat it. They can't yeah. just. They just can't chew it. Yeah. Don't tell them that they can't. Yeah, eat it, get because it then they will eat it. <laughs> it's a challenge. So, so has... Jimmy, what have you been up to? I haven't been doing anything the past month, which <laughs> is really sad. I mean, uh, I should have been... Why haven't, why haven't you? I don't know. Why? I've been couch surfing a lot at home. <laughs> been a lot of movies, a lot of series. It's been barely any hobby time at all. Uh, I just haven't had the, the mojo. But it's... Uh, it's I was so afraid when you said... Did you sorry, think I sorry, was? Sorry. Did you think I was gonna couch surf between apartments? Yeah, I thought you got thrown out. I'm like, oh nah, shit, nah, what nah. the fuck did I miss? Nah, nothing like that. But it, yeah, uh, I but I I am painting some dwarfs now, which I should have painted like last month and at the beginning of this month. But uh, here we go, better late than ever. But we all know that what you should be painting is an R Ulrich. That's true. I have three on my bench right now. No, no. What you should be painting is 250 goblins. 250 goblins. More in a batch. I did paint 230 in a batch. Never going to do that again. Ever. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it again. Faster. Harder. Sneakier, boss. (laughs) Maybe skaven this time. I'm sitting here and trying to find out if there was actually anything newly announced, newly released between when we recorded Lost and this, and there isn't. Unless you count... Wait, what about like the Slanish, the Slanish Beastman warband? We've already talked about that. You need to listen to, the, to our back episodes. Oh, I have so many episodes to back up. <laughs> oh no, the backlog. I think yeah. we all have that with certain podcasts that you just listen to for a while and then you just, I'm going to take a break. Or you don't really notice that the app is downloading anymore and you just get back to me and see, oh, there's been... Like, like 60 episodes since last time I listened. I'm not going to listen to these. <laughs> it's just possible. Yeah. Although there will also no, no, no. be some some upcoming project because next year I'm I'm I'm, I'm not procrastinating my uh, my Middenheimers. I'm just going to paint them slow and well so I can build myself a chaos army. Enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. But you and I uh-huh. to- talked about it that didn't we that we it's were like, going to do our army projects next year just because yeah. then we could find time to actually sit down with them and yeah. do them properly. Yeah. And that is 
also why I'm building the dragon prince, the dragon rider over the holidays, so it can be finished to be painted next year. Otherwise, it, that would take take up like two months building time of the painting time next year. But there is pretty much like, well, there's a shard speaker of Slanesh that's been previewed. That's the one with the mirror in his hand. Yeah, those big nice guys, right? Yeah, the right. Furnishing, what, what are you called? Yeah. Oh, no, the foot guys. You could have them two oh, different those. ways. Ah, the, what are they called? The Galvorbuck of the Slanesh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're totally not demon yeah, house. Conversion material. That's what those kits are. Yeah, but I'm thinking... Oh, they're margarine. I can't believe it's not Galvorbeck. <laughs> yeah, and they're not the Luperkai either, so... But there is one yeah. really cool model that I might want to get, and that is the Blood Bowl Skrull Half-Height, the Undead Dwarf player. Just imagine taking that one and putting in, uh, like, a regiment of undead mercenaries. Yeah, you could use them as the cursed company, Richter. Yeah. Richter Warhof, right? Can't Buy remember. it. Buy it and then let's blue, Google it. Blue stuff make fifty. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no. That's for young people. We should just remember it. Yeah, and before let's we go get to your mind palace. Before we get bugged down, uh, have you guys been checking out the Advent Rumor Engine? Nope. No. Oh, curse you. There's a, a lot of probably like an inquisitorial warband of some kind, but I reckon that could be used as conversion fodder as well. Is no one going to ask me what I've been doing? No. No. Yes, I'm I'm going to ask. <laughs> what have you been doing? Don't! Don't! What? <laughs> Why? Thank you, Jimmy. It's nice to be thought of. But I put myself forward. Uh, well, okay. Uh, fuck all, I guess. Did a Tyranid <laughs> army. Uh, because I re- <laughs> Well, I really wanted to paint some Tyranids. Uh, so I bought a bunch of like used Tyranid models just to have some fun painting them. And uh, we discussed this in the chat. If somebody told me a couple of years back that I'd be pen- painting an entire army made of like skin tones and shit in his armor and just weird glossy drool effects, I would probably tell him to jog off. Uh, and if somebody told me like three years ago I was going to do an entire beastman army or like, you know, just zombies with slowing flesh falling off their bones, I probably would have asked him to like go to hell because that's the way I, the only way I could see myself doing it. But it's been really fun, like trying out new stuff, just challenging myself with new ways to paint skin and using wash and highlights and I've never really painted a Tyranid, so it's fun to try new things. Uh, if Here's a tip. If you have kids, just, just put your kids in front of a bunch of your paints and let them choose your scheme for you, and then try and make that work. A challenge. I must say that Tyranid army looks really, really good, and it shows that you've improved as a painter this year. You can really tell from that army. Oh, thanks a lot. When I get it from you guys, actually listen. Uh, anonymous people on the internet keep yelling at me how this list isn't optimal to win tournaments. And I'm like, Jesus, so? age Christ. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to paint this weapon. It looks fun. But you can't yeah. win against space marines like that. Why? Why yeah. would I? But no, seriously, no, thanks. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And I've kept you guys in the loop, regardless if you wanted to or not. So... <laughs> I yeah, sort of colors, expected color just scheme, to go like wires and I guess. <laughs> but the color scheme really works. It makes them look like giant space bugs, and that's what they're supposed to look like. Yeah, they're really yeah. cool. I like the, the, the grass really makes it feel sci-fi. <clears throat> I've yeah. also been sharing my my little 40k project, but I have to argue that mine is more more fantasy than yours. So one <laughs> one foot in the, the you, fantasy so setting. In you one way, much you're, your, you're winning. <laughs> Didn't you pretty much do your Kislev army, but in space? Yes, again. Let's do another. 
Do what you do best. I just need to find another game I can do. Maybe a bolt action. I can do some French cavalry or something. Just going to do Polish Lancers again. That just, uh, yeah, they they did exist. I promise they did exist. No matter they look like 1700s Polish Lancers. Don't don't mind that. Well, yeah, because sing down to the the, the ultimate um, war game gaming Napoleonics. I can do like a freed Poles fighting with Napoleon. You're too young to play Napoleonics. You need to be in your 50s for that. Krell, teach me. I, I don't know if I want to put you through the particular hell of discussing historical accuracy with Napoleonic players because you think <laughs> button counters and rivet counters are bad. These guys will come out and like lambast you for using the wrong sort of cravat. Well, um, obviously, a Polish lancer would be of noble origin. Obviously, he wouldn't be mixing like <laughs> wool and silk scarves. So uh, you need to redo <laughs> that thing, little boy, and go home and feel yeah. bad. And you're like, I came to play games. Yeah, they're in most of these hobbies because I remember people saying that's the wrong kind of shade of green for those horse, uh, the sons of horrors. The, the worst thing about Napoleonic is that I have really no idea about Napoleonic Wars. And there are like three Napoleonic Wars, right? And I mean, the equipment must have changed between those. And I have no idea. I do see guys with like high, tight white pants and muskets and big hats. Oh, there's uh, there's so much to to learn Tassels. about that. Yeah, I try just, to, there's so much. I try to make uh, a French army for uh, for Napoleonics. I was like, oh, I'll put these hats on these guys. It was like, oh, but they only had these hats between 1789 and 1791. So if you want to use these hats, you have to play scenarios between those years because otherwise you're doing it wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I've because seen we all know that. When it came to hats, it was, oh, no, wait, we can't use these. It's really cold, but we can't use these hats. Oh, They're wait. out of fashion. Yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, I mean, Most Chris, of our army Chris, froze to death in Russia. Can you imagine the fucking sass? I've come today, Mr. Bonaparte, to challenge you. <laughs> Are you utilizing last season's colors to fight me in the field? Jésus <laughs> Bonaparte. <laughs> your mistresses are unsatisfied and your baggage train is poorly optimized, monsieur. You should best leave the field of uh, Italy before I shame you again. And thusly, the British left Italy. No, but I mean, the biggest trap on Napoleonics is that you'll do something innocuous, like using, you know, the color named Napoleonic French Blue. And if you use it, somebody has to verbally lambast you into tears because they're like, oh, actually, that's the wrong shade. They didn't have magenta because of, you know, the Lebanese embargo, which you haven't heard about. So uh, fuck off. It's, it's just horrible, Nicholas. It's fucking horrible. I think what you just described there was the Battle of Austerlitz. And the French army destroyed most of the <laughs> combined armies of the everyone else. Verbally. Yes. Oh, they're wearing the wrong hats. They're vulnerable. Just taunt them. Taunt them. Oh, yeah. Also, beyond uh, doing my Turner army, I've also started doing some Necromunda terrain from the old Kill Team box, which was read 2017 or 16. So I got that going for me. And I picked up another 25 skeleton archers to finish. So, you know, the Tube Kings live. Nice. Nice. Yeah, you've been gathering those guys uh, like slow but steady. Because uh, like you, you were yeah, you were telling us like you were you were looking for skellies a while back, and then it seems like you oh I got this thing, and then I got that thing, and then I got that. Now you have like a whole army now. Yeah. 
And the thing is, I finally got like the missing pieces thanks to you and Chris and Morton and Jens. Uh, and sometimes you get people like, hey, I'm getting out of the hobby. I need cash, which is my ideal customers. And then you get people like, yes, and I will trade this for 15 of your human slaves. And I want also the bag of gold to go with my beautiful Rusliv army. Just some people have weird prices. And the worst thing is they get it sold. I saw a guy sell a Euro Titan in the box for, and I shit you not, 350 euro. Oh. <laughs> yeah, right. I was bidding on a, when I finally found one on Tradera, the Loden Skycutter, because I wanted it for bits. And I oh, yeah. I had a, had a maximum amount that I was willing to go through, which is pretty much a bit above what it was actually sold for originally. And it went for about more than twice than what is what the original available for. And then I bought, then I thought, oh, well, they're going to bid on a on a chariot then, because I want a second chariot so I can run them in a pair. Because I'm actually going to build chariots, but I got the conversion idea for that, not the standard one. But I need a standard one for base. And I was just, look, the bidding just went up and up and up, and I was like, it's not worth this much. I can't justify paying like 700 kroners for a White Lion slash Terranoch chariot. It's just... No. Well, I think to me, the worst part is I've had a couple of deals where somebody's like, okay, you can buy this for X and X equals like a decent price. Not me scam- not me scamming them or them scanning me, but just like I buy it for original retail plus 10 or 15%. And then I can't hear from them for a couple of days. And they're like, well, I actually got offered uh, five times this, but if you can match that, I'll sell it to you. I'm like, but come on, dude, you're wasting yeah. my time. Yeah, but if you have already gotten that as an offer, just... Sell it to them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, uh, I recently bought like three of the Gotrek and Felix novels. I thought it was the first three, but <laughs> more to fool me. Was it the Nathan Long one? I got like the middle four. Uh, no, it was. It was still uh, William King. No, it was. Let me see here. Got to get on my bag. Yeah, Knife and Long, three of them. I also got some kind ah. of crap novels by some nobody called Gave Torpy. It's about some dude called Maleficent. Free books yeah, the, 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 yeah. the Maleficent book. Shadow are great. King. There's also yeah, a movie. It's called Time of Time of Legends. I don't know. Is this Age of Sigmar? Hey, if you want yeah. these, just send a message to the podcast. I'll give them away. Just taking up space. It's about apparently some kind of tall tall dwarf with pointy ears. Yeah. Nicholas, what did one of those books make you do? Uh Pardon. make me like the main character even less and start a dark elf army kinda yeah i mean they're not really linked you can't prove the connection <laughs> we can't prove the connection when you said oh this book is great i'm gonna start a dark elf army <laughs> two completely oh. separate events as you can hear nicholas <laughs> has been offered a place on rudy Giuliani's staff who rudy Giuliani? he's trump's president Aka ah. Baghdad Bob. No, he's not Trump's president. It's Trump's lawyer. I, I stand by my drunken mispronunciation. <laughs> Come I, at me. I did. Yeah, a mis- okay. I did, did something bad. I did something bad. I went on uh, Tradera. There's did so you? many hiles. Uh oh. Bolt throwers. Uh, white li- the chariots. Sadly, only with the white lions, but I'm still gonna bid on them because I can always find horses. Dragon princes. I don't really know how many dragon princes I need, but it's it's too late now. More, all of them. Yeah, we already have it, like eight. So the more Nine. you have, the bigger armies we can have when when we play the war against chaos. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because I, I can't use them time. if I would ever play the 
the War of the Beard, because then you can't take those kinds of dragon princes. Last time we said we're going to have a War of the Beard, a worldwide pandemic broke out. So maybe we should like cool our jets on that one, guys. No, we're going to have the War of the Beard and then see what happens. Mwah! I taunt oh, you, fate. Okay, so should we get on to these questions and stuff? Or? No, we're going to taunt fate more. Shake fist at the sky. God. <laughs> yeah, we got a bunch of listener questions. And I'm going to say, before we start, that some of these will get a brief answer and possibly an entire episode, or at least a segment dedicated to themselves, because some of them are quite big. Yeah. So, so if you can't hear your question, maybe we, maybe we ignored you, or maybe you're going to get entire episodes centered around your question. No, no, we're still going to reply to them now with just uh, like the cliff notes. Like, this question okay. is bad. Sorry. <laughs> this question is bad. You should feel bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you should feel bad. That's what all you should do. You should, should feel bad. So, a question from Ted, and he wants us to discuss terrain and how much to use, and the preferred mission method of placing terrain, and what terrain pieces are essential in a collection. And how do you decide which terrain types to include in a game? Is it just choose freely, build a narrative, or roll on tables in the rulebook? That's his question. Anyone start off? I'm gonna say I'm I'm gonna say Jimmy go first. Okay, I'm gonna go first. Uh, how much to use? depends on the size of the table of course but uh i always go with a narrative when i place my terrain and a narrative around the around the terrain like is it a small hamlet that we're fighting around is it a abandoned temple uh is, how can i best skittery people how can i best yeah, throw vermintide exactly. that's that's for later how many forests okay, okay. do martin needs for his, his yeah. damn wood elves that kind yeah. of question. Curse your wood elves! <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I try to make it look like it's a place that's alive. Uh, I want this place to, when I play, I want the area to look like it's habitable. I want this to look like a piece from the old world. At least that's what I attempt to do when I place the terrain. I don't know if I succeed, but in my head canon, I do. Yeah, that's pretty much a good idea to do. That is easy to do when you do like one-on-one games for a club night or anything. If you want to do for a, an event, you might end up with a few mirrored tables. Yeah. But that's just out of efficiency. But if you want a nice table, you should probably go for a themed table. We've always done that when we've been playing. Yeah, and it's worked fine for us. Yeah, and this is one of those that could just band into an entire episode, at least. Yeah. So we probably will do that. Yeah, the one the one sort of terrain that you probably should get, like should being a loose definition, a watchtower. I recommend that you either get a watchtower and two or three forests, preferably a lake. A lake just because it's a good piece of terrain, it's easy to make, and it sort of breaks off the center. Unless someone plays with skinks, then they're going <laughs> to those waters. Or is it, uh, which uh, lore is it? Have a water feature attack your army kind of spells? Yeah. Lore of Light. Yeah, Lord, yeah. Oh, uh, I'm pretty sure it's Lord of Light. Uh, Lord of Light. Can, can freeze, like, I think. Yeah. And oh, yeah, so that'll affect all of three players in the world, Nicholas. And if you go before a lake, make sure to have the discussion before the game if what kind of water it is. And if it's impassable, if you can try to wade it or something. Or play 8th edition and roll on like a D33 chart, and then maybe. It will give you a bonus, or maybe it will lead an entire unit. Maybe you'll find a sea bass. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's third edition. I would say there's also the option of, if you want to play 
a battle, like if it's at in Ulfwan or Nagaroth or in the Border Princess or anywhere in the Old World, check out the terrain tables in the Six Dead book, the rule book, because then you can have your table both themed to the armies, but you could randomize it a bit if you have all of the terrain types listed for that region. Yeah, that's a good chart. Really good also, information. I, yeah, I would say, and uh, I know I've like beaten this dead horse before, and that's not a necromancy joke. If you're playing an undead army, try and really make, like if you want to dead horses. Yeah, no, no, that's your cavalry. Stop. Uh, no, if you have unit fillers, try to have one big unit filler as a crypt or a couple of like graveyards, because then you can use them as air to drain. Because it's really easy to build a graveyard. Just need some fence, a couple of grave spots. Green stuff worlds, uh, spruce with gravestones on them. You get like crypts, mortariums, or whatever. You can still get like the crypt of more somewhere. It's easy, thematic, and it's fun. But then again, I'm biased. Well, that's a good shout. The Sigma right mausoleum or whatever it's called now is quite good. The a lot of the Age of Sigma terrain is workable for fantasy. You might have to yeah, particularly particularly the haunted the ghost ship, uh, the ghosted yeah. haunt ship uh, just but shows then, up. Yeah, that could have in the middle of the table, just painted wood. Yeah. wood. That, would, that depends. If you're making a table where it fits, it's great. But that's not the one I was referring <laughs> where, to. Where would a huge wooden ship fit in? Like Ask we're chance. fighting at the bottom of the ocean. You never know with magic, dude. And <laughs> if, you're, living under the sea. if you're fighting in an area that's been flooded or in a port city or near the coast, you could just have it wrecked. If you're playing a game near a okay. city... You could have it wrecked in a river or something. That's what you can use it. Probably shouldn't place it on top of a mountain or something. That might look a bit weird. In the Warhammer world, it wouldn't. I mean, there's Warcraft. There's wizards. There. There's wizards. No, no, what you do is you place it on top of a mountain, and then when the server says, oh, that's kind of weird, then you just nod knowingly say, well, it's a classic fantasy book reference. Obviously, you know what I'm talking about. Slow wink. And then you just see the panic creep into their faces. Like, uh, do I admit not knowing what this is about? Shit, what book is? Uh, they just agree with you. We all know they're going to agree with you. They don't want to get called out. Yeah. But also, there are ships in Warhammer Fantasy which flies. Because the wood yeah. is lighter than air. It's not magic. The reason is that the wood is lighter than air, and most likely this ship lost a ship battle and it fell to the ground. Yeah, or it's a land okay. ship without its wheels. Yeah, it's got loose like goblin. You could actually that make if you just get some wheels, wheels, and maybe something that can look like a steam engine. You could make a large crashed land ship as a drain piece. Ooh, I have my favorite thing about that entire Gotrick and Felix, like flying ship thing, is how it's just a long drawn out Monty Python reference to the witch drowning. Well, obviously, since a frog is lighter than water and a witch is like a duck, it's just the entire reference they needed to make a flying ship. I love it. <laughs> yeah. But as we said, this might, I hope this has been given some thought as well, at least, but we might, we're going to get back to this in an entire episode because then we can just talk about terrain and building terrain, and that's. Apparently, oh, I think uh, we could make an entire episode about where to put uh, an abandoned ship. Yeah, I need to get yeah. one of those ships. Why don't we just have a contest about where to put it so people can write in and make their own table? You you know what you're going to write in. Well, we don't want to put ships there. This, this, is, this is why. 
This is how you can tell who among us have bigger or smaller siblings. Jimmy's like the perfect media. We're all like, oh, where should the ship go? And Jimmy's like, why don't we make other people tell us what we should be doing instead and save ourselves the damn trouble? He's a fucking <laughs> so this, quest- this question, the next one, is from Paul. And this is the same kind of type of question as the last one. But we're going to talk about this anyway. And that is the honest question. What things do you expect to be in... Games Workshop's Warhammer The Old World. What rule changes do you want to see? Would you want to see new sculpts of classic lords and heroes or recasts of them? Would you... What do I expect? Some of the STL 3D printing guys are. We can work in our free time whenever we want around the clock, which is some the luxury you can't do when you have staff. So whatever they put out, they have to compete the world that we have built in their absence. So they're going to get lambasted either way, regardless of how fine it is. I sort of hope that some of like the vague rumors way down the pipeline that it might be Araby in Britonia. I doubt it, but if it was, I would be over the moon. Araby, like Cafe and Nippon, has very vague representation. I think they even got like killed in the end times in two lines. Araby had a War Master line, which, you know, cool, but they didn't have a lot of stuff in there. They do have a really, really fine Warhammer Army projects book. But regardless of what Games Workshop puts out, they're going to have a really hard time winning back a large part of the fan base. And I don't envy them. I hope that this is going to be a really good, thought-out, well-positioned, good release. However, we should all remember it's a specialist game, I assume, which means it has to compete with Blood Bowl, Necromunda, as well as Imperial Aeronautica. Are you the Aldous Herkel? damn. You can't take point and use a bitch for 15 minutes. Yeah, this is... Yeah. Hey, what I'm saying is, I'm working up to it. I really hope it's going to be good. And I sincerely hope it's going to yeah. be a solid box with good products. But I'm skeptic. And I yeah, think you well, guys can agree that I have all the right to be skeptic. Yeah, well, you can't just think that they're going to make like a super niche part of the old world if they're bringing the old world back because you don't think they can redo the like the, the main part of the old world. I think that people that expect it to be think- like a continuation of the old game and really people that expect that they can use their old models just like, oh, redo the game that I really like, like the version that I like the most so I can use all of my old stuff they will be disappointed. If they think that's what's going to happen, then they're it's setting themselves up to fail. Because they will, they will use they make an entirely new game. Money. Yeah, well, of course. But like even even just like going between editions, it's hard enough to make your army work. Like I, ca- I can't use my Kiss of Army in 8th edition at all with the rules that they wrote. And the dwarves, like, yeah, I can use them, but I still have to make a ton of changes just to make them work. So if you think that you can use use Whichever army do you have, if you have like a fifth edition army, you will probably be able to use a couple of the units, maybe, but expect to get a new army, whatever the outcome is. Like, I'm just excited to get a new project, whatever the game will be, at least start a new army anyway. The problem is they have to fight their own legacy. Because they made a really good job with Old World, and now they have to trump that. Like yeah. I said, I really hope it's going to be great. I genuinely hope it. I might come off as pessimistic, but hey, I love Games Workshop in many ways, but I, having seen a lot of their recent releases, like check out a lot of the specialist games they have, they have had real issues on release. And I say that as somebody who's willingly put hundreds of dollars into Necromunda because I love the crap out of it. Yeah. Well, I hope it's going to be, and I was going to say this, that we usually don't speculate that much about this game that much uh, in the regular episodes because we just don't have any information. And anything we speculate, it's just going to be... It's going to be a stat speculation. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. we have nothing to Bad go on but i i do really hope that it's going to be adrian three emperors uh and kiss of yeah. of course will have the spotlight and kiss of is awesome at that time much stronger than it is now so i'm thinking I'm as long as we get some really nice new models out of this it's probably a good deal because we can always play whichever edition we f- we favor and pretty much everyone have their own favorite edition of warhammer yeah. Suddenly, this is going to be 52 millimeter size. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't get that. You there's, guys there's, this rumor, there's this rumor that it's going to be 15 millimeter. Like, yeah, like I, yeah. I, don't believe, I don't believe that at all. Uh, and yeah. The best best part is, but then people say, say oh, it's going to be 50 millimeters. It's going to be a War Master, but War Master was 10 millimeters, not yeah. 15 millimeters. So it wouldn't even be possible to use any models from those two ranges to make the new one. I mean, if it's anything that Games Workshop has realized by now is that the 28 millimeter is their biggest strength, and that's what people want to buy as well. And yeah, they can do Titanicus because they're big robots, and Aeronautica because they're planes, and everyone likes plane models. But like infantry, 28 millimeter is the way to go. And if anything, this game will have infantry. Okay, but again, just this is the last thing I'm gonna say. Okay, let's say okay. that they bring out new rules. Oh, you're funny, Chris. On like a crutch, if they bring out new rules and you can't use your existing models, and people already have their favorite rule set, it's going to be really hard to sell it either way. It's going to be like buy all these new models, which I'm probably going to do. Hey, let's be serious. I'll probably buy a box and share with someone. But if they then say this is the rule set, it has to be really tight. I mean, it's going to have to be really good on arrival. So if they've got a good rules team, yeah, they can pull it off. Again, I hope they do. But I think it's going to be a really, really tough sell. The thing is, I think a lot of people are expecting it to basically be like 6th edition or 8th edition, but slightly changed. There is a risk yeah. that they, because they have taken all this time in between, and I don't think they're going back 100% to the style of game that 8th edition or 6th edition was. Yeah, and the questions in the, that we got here as well, it's like how they would change tiny details about terrain and how magic works and stuff like that. Like I hope that this game will be so radically different that like you can't even ask about the, the details like that. It'll, it'll be such a different game. Yeah, because that would get people trying it too, because then it'd be something completely new. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like 40K, what is it, ninth edition now? Yeah. 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 And, and I mean, Age of Sigmar, second edition, both games are very, very unique in their play styles. Uh, and they both sell like hell, both both to new new and old players. So if GW goes the kind of the same way like they did with with the new 40k and the new Age of Sigmar, they could kind of pull this off. I'm sure they can. But the thing is, like you guys say, the old players might not want to play it, and that's how it's been every single edition. Yeah, and those old players weren't yeah. going to buy anything new anyway. Yeah, I know yeah. plenty of so people not never asked their money. Like, yeah. I know a lot of people who never went past 5th edition, ever. They never even tried the game. Yeah, I mean, we saw people playing 3rd edition when we went to Wormworld. And yeah. I mean, good for them. If they like the game, keep playing it. That's the same yes. thing here. I, that's also why I want the games to be so different. Because then I can just go back to 6th edition if I want to play that yeah. with those armies. And then I'll have yeah. another army. Like This is a new thing, another continuation. And I think focus. even though we're all a bit, ah, this might be... Be bad we all hope that it will be a good game and we would all oh, probably yeah, just gonna try it out just to see if not only just to make it work because it's new fluff new rules just new models. and to be pragmatic yeah yeah if i'm gonna be pragmatic look at me because i said i was not gonna play warhammer 40k anymore 
but all of the people who I play with who still play, they've just picked up the new edition. So I've made a Tyranid army, and if I ever play it, unless I can get somebody to play 7th Ed, which, which I would sorely prefer, I'm probably going to try at 9th edition. And if it's good, I'll probably play it. Hey, I'll give anything a try. That's why I tried Age of Sigmar. Yeah. That's why I play Age Edition. I will, uh, gi- I will lamp at something, but I will give it an honest try. Yeah, and that's pretty much what you have to do. If you don't give it a try and just go by it by reading a description or what people say on the internet, you will probably never find anything fun to do ever again. Well, I did promise myself to never play Age of Sigmar, and I stand by that. Yeah. Love, I love how you say it with the conviction of, like, Carthage's sons swearing to never be a friend to Rome. <laughs> uh, and also, I think that Car- Carthage should be annihilated. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, I want to say, though, also, because this, this Christmas special, that's also my time slot to bitch about Age of Sigmar. We agreed to this. It's in my contract. Oh, yeah. I just want to say, I don't want even want to do it. There's no point anymore. I mean, th- yeah. they're left in the dust. There's nothing to complain about anymore. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> How about uh, the obvious double cross of Morathi in uh, the new book, then? When she when Teclis and Tyrion goes to Sigmar and say, Morathi going to double cross you. And he says, nah, I trust her. And then she double crossed and, and kills an entire legion of storm whatever they are how about ground that? marines they're ground marines so next question is a partly partly from one guy that i always wish was another one with the same name this is adam and he's uh, this is a really optimistic question currently and that is i'm traveling to a tournament in sweden next february and there's a, it's a secondary question that one from daniel and he's asking how many will be attending oh, this event it's not from Daniel. It it's run by Daniel. Ah, fair enough. But still, there's an event next year in February. How many of us will attend that during a pandemic where the we're heading into the pretty much the only real lockdown we have had in Sweden so far with travel restrictions Is and it stuff like that? Sixth edition or eighth edition? Eighth. Be eighth edition. Is it the one in Fallen? Yeah, it is. Yeah, my hometown. Woo. Yeah, I'm gonna just put yeah, it here. Nice anyway. No one on the podcast can actually say that you should go to that tournament. Even if you go to the tournament, that's up to you, but you shouldn't. With that said, Jimmy, you did have plans to go if there was a relief of the COVID stuff. Yeah, right? if, if, uh, if. If, all the, if all the restrictions let me, then I will. But as it looks now, no, I'm going to stay at home. Yeah, it's probably for the best. It, I mean, there will be more tournaments. You can just move it a bit further along the spring, hopefully, there will be a better world or something like that. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. So How dare you say something so brave yet controversial? Well, I can say that I didn't have it, even though I was ill a week ago and I got tested and I didn't have it, So even though I had all the symptoms. That's positive. Yeah. No, I mean I mean that actually risking a pandemic is better than playing Edition. Yeah, I was trying to move on from that. It's, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was also a similar question that is, are you going to host a 6th Ed tournament at Lincoln in 2021? Probably not. I'm not sure there even will be a Lincoln. Have you heard anything? No, I want it to be. Yeah, it's in it's in late May, so it might be, but probably... I doubt it. Yeah. I very highly doubt it. As we said, if, if the big if, if everything changes and they do go ahead and we manage to sort something out, then we will tell you, but don't uh, get your hopes up on this. 
then we have uh, from Tobe. And if we're talking sixth or rather, what or rather who is the best character of any army? And by that, I don't necessarily mean the one capable of dominating an entire game, looking at you in there, Belakor, but rather with a subtle rule and rule enhance their army to something greater than their sum. If it happens to be fluff and in character, I'd argue that's at least as in my humble opinion, even more, but whatever, important as the increased potency of that army. I'd say Teclas. Yeah, I, I second that. How how does he change how the army work? By uh, taking away the opponent's army. It changes the way that you can't afford any other character, really, because it's too expensive. Yeah. Yeah, I would actually say, like, uh, Draika would be a good example here, because he changes the way you can play your Woodle for me by only taking Treakin and Forest Spirits. I like that. She has the theme list in her unit entry in the sixth book. And three, no, no, Dryads are one of the best skirmishing units yeah. in the game. So you can take Dryads, you can take uh, Treeman, and you can take uh, the Treakin, and you can take every unit that has the Forest Spirit rule. So I think that's Wild Hunters and the Mages if you take the right yeah. upgrade. That can make for a really say, cool and thematic army. I'm going to say Neferata, but that's just because I'm partial on the matter. I was never a Cetra guy, but I sort of like how Neferata makes shooting slightly less of shit for the Tomb Kings. It ties into her like role as the Chosen of Asp mm. by enhancing the poison of the task that you get. Yeah. And also you sort of prove them, but it comes with a downside that she's super easy to light on fire. And the fact that you don't get all of the poison attacks for free, which makes it a choice rather exactly. than yeah, an open There That's is one. one special character I'm going to say, which is Borgit Facebeater. He's Funkwall. No. <laughs> Borgit Facebeater. <laughs> he is a Black Orc special character from the Storm of Chaos, but he can, used in, he, he can be used in, uh, in normal Orcs and Goblins armies. Uh, and he changes big guns quite a lot because when he joins a unit of boys, they get a free upgrade to big guns, but he can't leave the unit. So being able to field big guns without even having to pay the tax yeah. is that's that's a lot for orcs and goblins because the upgrade costs costs points and you need to have at least as many boys in other units in the army as well. Yeah, and he's got quite a decent uh, stat line and. Uh... His magic items aren't bad either. His yeah. one plus armor save and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, the name of the rule is the best thing. Do as I say and what I do. So just beat beat people a lot. Hit them hard <laughs> yeah. and hit them fast. I, I love I his, uh, his, choice. his challenge rule is also quite nice, which is the face beater. Yep. Oh, you want to smash someone in the face with a killing blow strike? Go ahead. But yeah, that's he's going to be my pick for this. And he's affordable. Yeah, uh, 175 points, right? I think so. Uh, so, yeah, he he's a little more expensive than a normal black orc, but uh, he he gets to fight with a magical weapon and a normal additional hand weapon because he doesn't care about the rules about not being able to to pair magical weapons with additional hand weapons. It's funny. It's just subjectively mm -hmm. funny. I actually have a second choice, and that is Eltharion, the Swordsmaster. Ooh, because he's good. His change to the, his army is thematic, but it isn't probably 
the most cost-effective or effective overall change in sex edition, and that is Lord of Hoeth. In the White Tower, Eltharion is now second only to Belanar himself and often commands the army of Hoeth. If Eltharion is your general, sword masters are no longer one choice. Oh. And those models are so nice looking that you should probably feel at least a unit more. If you can, yeah, uh, I agree. I booed you because I faced this and I tried to put Graveguard one on one with Swordmasters, and that is not a winning proposition. <laughs> you shouldn't do that. <laughs> oh, you should not. But if you play an army that has shooting, they are still only in high in uh, heavy armor and have to walk walk bro, towards you. Bro. I have four armies and none of them are shooting. Yeah, you should uh, get some shooting in your new army in the Tomb Kings. Poisoned arrows raining down on heavy armor dudes is quite effective. I want to hear Jens' choice, because Nicholas only has like two choices. Yeah, I don't know or Katarina. There's not that much in the Six Dead books that actually change how the army plays. So I don't know, man. Borgut sounds like a good choice to me. It sounds like your microphone has been slightly disconnected and is humming, Jens. It sounds, it sounds like you're filleting Bender the Bending Bartle Reeves. <laughs> That's because I probably am. Why do you think it gets so quiet around here? Well played. No, but I don't know. I have no idea about six dead characters that actually change the way you play the game with your army. Jens is back to doing his tiny part to stop the robot uprising. Pleasing Bender. Please don't cut this. (laughs) I'm going to just keep, please don't cut this, and just have like a white noise, and just please don't cut this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, let's move on to the next question, which is from Ray, and I'm just going to, not going to read the question, I'm going to say no, and then we'll go to Luke's question. And Luke is, well, he's doing some Nice Mordheim stuff lately, I think. And all right, here's one for you. In a world of steam-powered helicopters and three-headed magical beasties, how advanced is too advanced and how magical is too magical? All depends. I mean, as long as it's not, just it look doesn't at ruin eight, the story. Just look at 8th edition. There you have it. <laughs> Pretty much. True. I know that he's pleasing 6th, though, so that's at least something good. But given that there's a lot in the fluff or background that isn't in the game, like the dwarven version of steam tanks that are more like tractors. Yeah, and, and Skaven cellular phones. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, or like the Skaven steam tank. That's just an Empire steam tank with warp yeah. And it blew up before it could do anything. Yeah. And the, the other one they had, they well, crashed yeah. in, down and they got stuck in the hole in the, the gunner school. Just uh, couldn't even get it into the tunnel. Just got stuck in the hole and exploded. That's in the Godric game feeling. Amazing. That's what the broodmother said. Yeah, but you can see <laughs> the the iron the dwarf ironclad ships. They're giant battleships, basically. They're like late nineteen hundreds era battleships. Looks different, but pretty much the same technology. I mean, it's all relative, depending on the story. I mean, they're super high-tech stuff and super high-magic yeah. things, but as long as you make a good story out of it and you don't just steamroll the enemy, yeah. go size one. Like, oh, this you're fighting a super magical dragon, but then you have a super advanced airship that works in God and Felix because it makes a good story. Yeah, and the dragon has been infused with uh, chaos for like 2,000 years at that point. Yeah, but if so Matt Ward would come around and make uh, like a dwarf airship in the game where you steamroll the enemy and yeah, but you fire like homing missiles and shit, then that would be over the top. And it would that, that is pretty much the, the airship from uh, the 8th rulebook, right? That's the what Jimmy March. said. Just look at 8th edition. Yeah. yeah. 
Case closed. As long as you can make it fit in the setting. That's my I mean, thought. we have a couple of good we have a couple of good examples. If we look at the Lustria campaign, it's just pretty low key, but it still has the laser guns in there. Yeah. And if we look at the Albion campaign, you have good examples on just expounding upon it as allies. And then you have the Storm of Chaos. The Storm of Chaos makes natural expansions like the Slanesh or like the Slayer cults, and it even has a fucking remote controlled axe catapult, and it still fits into the theme. Yeah. I think like like my glorious host said to a much better way. I would say as long as it works thematically about the world around it. Don't try and squeeze and shoehorn shit in there. Just make it a natural expansion of what's already in there. You can always lean on the books and say, hey, actually in there. If you don't like it, just like read the damn books. I'm trying not to swear as much, and it's a yeah. true challenge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But if you see the technology of the old ones that are beneath the cities of Lustra, it's still there. And there's Technically, stargates on Albion, guarded in That's a citadel, ridiculous. in a citadel guarded by K- by chaos gi- giants. Are you so. going to tell me that there are tremendous ratmen just living underneath the cities? That's ridiculous. I'm, go- I'm going to tell you that it, the technology from the ancients of from Stargate are basically also in the old world. It's hidden and people can't understand it. And we all know that the pyramids in in Camry are just landing spaces for motherships, the gold motherships. <laughs> is such a thing possible? Yes, it is. Aliens. What is the number one piece of forgotten Skaven technology that you guys would like to see represented rules-wise? Like, it's in the books, and you're like, oh, yeah, but it's never actually in there. Which is the far squeaker. Hello? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'd probably say the Wormstone. Was it the, the Skaven that were pretty much... Uh responsible for all the earthquakes that destroyed the dwarf empires. What were they doing then? Or was that just an accident? I hope it was an accident, because Skaven could never, never actually do anything right. <laughs> Wasn't there a combination of uh, reasons why at, at, at that time when the dwarf empire fell? Wasn't that when like the Council of 13 actually cooperated across all the different clans, and that's when they actually come together and accomplish something? But then they start fighting immediately afterwards on who gets credit. Sounds right. Probably. And then one of them refused yes, to was... leave the White Borough, even though then you, Warren Lord, was chosen to move into the White Borough. <laughs> Where have I heard so, that? I'm, 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 I'm going to say this. Let's move on. <laughs> We've been trailing so much with yeah. this question. Simon, sa- Simon says, maybe talk about Chaos Demons or something. And no, not only because it's my armor choice. I refer oh, wait, you I, to I, the demon special. Yeah, there yeah, man. Get, it's get also partly a Skaven special, but that's beside the point. Nick says, "Do listen, men belong in Mordheim." Probably I'm gonna not. say, yes. "I'm gonna say yes, but actually no." Yeah, it's not right. <laughs> but yes, it all it you're all the fucking worst. You're you're an expert in Mordheim. You're like <laughs> correct. <laughs> uh, the thing is, I, I've always said that that lizardmen don't belong up in Mordheim, unless you can fit him in somehow in the narrative. And I've seen Nick's warband, and they're bloody amazing because he built them like old worlders. They have their tunics, they have chainmails, they have broadswords, they have everything like the guys of the Empire does. Because these guys have traveled north because they know there's a plaque up there that they need. And in order to get yeah. it, they need to infiltrate the city in one way or another. That's a fucking Note bullshit. Note that this, 
Jimmy accepts this, but it doesn't accept me making a Dark Elf warband to have in Mordheim. Yep. Okay, what? so no. why would elves be there? So why would Lizardmen be like, there? There's a plaque. So Jimmy, so Jimmy yeah, is giving him the Farafoss hats. They look good enough, so he's like okay with it. They look good in leather. So, Ellen says, Dogs of War special when? When we find someone to talk Dogs of War with. That's yeah. uh, an easy answer. Uh, Gunnar says, uh, Orc and Goblin tactics. Someone more done. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. Haven't we made an Orc and Goblin special? No, we don't. I think I only talked about Night Goblins and that. Ah, fair enough. Yeah. Then we have a third episode planned, or fourth, whatever it is, with all of these questions. That is an Orc and Goblin special. It will be out sometime. That's all I can promise. And don't expect tournament winning lists is going to be fluffy lists all yeah. over, as usual. It's going to be hill goblins, all of them. Hill goblins. Yep. With some fire goblins with mixed in. So this is a... I think I've heard of this podcast before, and that is Eye of... Eye of... Eye of Horrors pod. And they asked, what dragon is best dragon in all caps? Dead dragon. Super dragon. No, Some, a dragon. zombie dragon. Zombie dragon. I'm just gonna say this: the world dragon is the best dragon. No, it's Galarau. No, the world dragon. So, pros play painted asks: if you guys had to sell all armies except one, which one would you keep? Emperor counts. My night goblins, hands down, night goblins. I think I'd save my dwarves. I'm gonna say I don't have to sell one because I don't have one fully painted. This is how pretend you have. Pretend that you have several armies painted. I've just sold my Slayer cult. I, I kept your elves, good man. Yeah, so that, that's the question. If I have a second Slayer cult, I will sell the Slayer cult. And I have a clear fix. Uh, I know it's not your favorite way of it, but I wish to build a high of eighth ed list around the lore master. I wish the playing style would become balanced with a little bit of everything, cav, bows, infantry, artillery, but I also wish it themed around Hoeth and the White Tower. Suggestion? It's fine with the sixth at list. Yeah, yeah. What models? So yeah. try to... I have a suggestion. Get yeah. the hell out and get a real army. Yeah. <laughs> Ign ignoring ignoring that. If you want to theme it around Hoeth, go for Swordmasters as a a solid core of your army, even though they might not be the best. Yeah. I'm just gonna yeah. say as a sixth ed player. In Sixted, you probably will do yourself a disservice if you have too many source monsters because they will eat up your special choices and they're really good. Other units are really good because sword monsters are basically something you have as a flanking unit to a block of spearmen or something like that. I think he should get uh, a nice blood dragon vampire and get some black knights and then just do the theme, the vampire counts uh, blood dragon army from the back of the book. Yeah. Because that would look that would look awesome. Tumbleweed. Yeah, sorry. I <laughs> but yeah. I was trying to think of something. I'm gonna say like this. I'm gonna reach out to our whatever we could call them in relations to what our podcast are, the other podcast, the electric counts, and ask them because they play eighth. And uh, I think uh, David could answer that question better than I can. I will, however, write a sixted list and send it over. Man, take one one from your rep repertoire of 182 high lists. <laughs> yeah, I might have written one already so, for myself. <laughs> but that's also partly also because I do own uh, about 60, 70 Swordmasters, something like that. I, oh, I have a question, though, Chris. In all, in all honesty, should he make a BSB for his 6th army as well? Because he's going to make one for AFED. But should 
is a genuine curiosity for me because I don't know anything about high elves. Should he make a BSP carrier for his swordmasters? You could just put uh, the probably some of the better banners on the banner bearer for the swordmaster unit. If you want to get okay. one of the really expensive banners, you should probably make a commander kit him out to look similar to a a swordmaster and have one of the more powerful banners, but special high elf units can take a banner. And the champion can also take a magic item if you want to take perhaps the item that boosts the leadership of everyone around the bearer of that item. If it would be an infantry army based around swordmasters, uh, a bearer could be good to yeah. make them hold the line. Yeah, and you could always, in 6th edition, you, you just take your cavalry as a core, because you could just give them as a core unit, and then you take the uh, swordmasters as a special choice, and then you take uh, something fun to represent your either your eagles or your bolt throwers as rare. And if you're going with a Hoeth team, maybe some kind of magical bolt throwers instead of the regular eagle claw ones. Maybe some kind of death clock. So, Thabanaman asks... What are your thoughts on Warcry? Is it a worthy successor to Mordheim? No. <laughs> it's not. Where is, the, where is the successor? No. Is it a successor? No. But I'm no. going to give them this. It is a pretty damn good skirmish game. But it's, yeah. Yeah, it's what I'm fun. looking for. I'm not sure they made it to be a successor to Mordheim either. So it is a skirmish game. So. It's a skirmish game. Oh. But I think the confusion stems from the fact that when the books was released, a lot of people said, hey, this terrain would actually work pretty well for Mordheim as well. So I think yeah. a lot of people went like, oh, okay, if the terrain is like Mordheim, then maybe the game is. But uh, my friends play this as well, and they've told me it's a really tight, fun game, but it's not Mordheim in any way. There are some really lovely models for Ace Warcry as well. Oh, yeah. Just pretty much all yeah. of the warbands that a are released. Of, a lot of them look really good in, uh, in Necromunda. Yeah, like take the uh, the Corvus Cabal and give them uh, last pistols and alto pistols. Yeah, mm, exquisite. Yeah. Or I've seen people taking the Corvus Cabal and just pretty much doing whatever army they want with them for forty k. Yeah. Oh, maybe we have some cultists, or maybe these space marines have all of these feathers, and <laughs> it just works for some reason. And like the guys who are CNG, you can easily use them for like a chaos cult, and like the Aron Golems make great alternatives for the ogres. Yeah. I sort of want to play an ogre army just to tell people it's all ogre when I win. <laughs> so, Mr. Reserve asks, are there any lore parts from the end time that Give you would keep? No, there isn't. There is one. Uh, well, actually, the return yeah. of one for me. So, Jimmy, you go first. Yeah, the return yeah, of Naga. I like that. I say the reunification of chaos into a single army, if you count that as fluff. Yeah. But there was also in, uh, in, in in Storm of Chaos, so... Yeah. But well, yeah. there's, there's yeah, know, one but, thing. But yeah, and, it's, it's, yeah, but they got rid of it again, so... Yeah, yeah that's true. But yeah, that's... Uh, Bretonians, uh, worshipping an elf god. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Did they uh, wake up the dwarf stone golems in them? No. No. Uh, no. There's one cool thing, and that is uh, when someone picks up the Sword of Cain again. I love how you're like something, something drama. Oh well, he—that's just because I love the theme when Therion wields the sword of Cain and can summon ghost warriors to fight for him. All the slain, old, dead elves can just come back and fight for him when he has that one. Hey, I got a question. How do you guys feel since we're already talking about end times? How do you guys feel about uh, the lady in the lake being the elf god? I don't care. Okay, because eh. people seem to think it's like a lazy writing, or it's like a total cop-out, or they're like, oh yeah, this was hinted at. 
to be fair, I'm more annoyed that they when Ariel and Alariel became the same one, the same person. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah, that's more that's more of an annoyance than than what's obviously have been there all along in all, in hints and some fluff pieces. It is, yeah, it's been there longer than just oh, and this is what happened. My favorite piece is like, and then Manfred was an asshole, and Vlad was a good guy. But Manfred has always been an asshole. Yeah, that's the best part. Like and then, and no difference. Ah, this is my kingdom now. I'm just gonna raise a wall of bone around it. What? Yeah. <laughs> ah, and then the Arclector Ar- Ar- side. Ha, ah, we changed the spell slightly, so now the wall of bone keeps every undead in. <laughs> if they try to, we are going. We are going to build a wall. It is going to become magnificent. It will keep the dirty empire hose pants out. We will make the empire pay for the wall. It will be great. Trust me. Gambler, my man, make it happen. So it will be huge. Let's move on. Uh, Mr. Serve again. What is your dream fluffy unit or character that doesn't have a model? Stone golems. There we have it. <laughs> I, 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 I honestly thought you were going to say the Streltsy. Yes, that as well. And the war wagon. But I mean it's like half yeah. of the kiss of army. I think. I'm 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 gonna say those guys. Yeah, war wagon for me. It it has a model, but it's fucking old. And it got removed in rules. Yeah. I'm gonna say Imrik. Isn't that guy the guy on the dragon? Nope. Not that not that Imrik. I mean I, originally I'm say, and I'm sorry I'm sorry if this is obvious, I'm gonna say Aborash. He wouldn't stand a chance against Imrik. Oh, but it would be fun to have him in there. Yeah. I'm obviously talking about Imrik, who later becomes Kalador the Conqueror. That Imrik, I want to model of that one. Who is he again? The one who lays siege to uh, Malekith in those books you're reading, and takes control of the entire gathered army. Of, oh, uh, that Imrik. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just so annoying with these elves that live forever, and then they have the same names. Yeah. yeah, but his son is named Imladric. And yeah. <laughs> then his son is named Imric again. And no, he was named obviously Imbasin. also switched he, name. He wasn't actually called Im- Imric, but he had some some different name. And he left Althon to run away from his father because his father wanted him to be a dragon prince, but he didn't want to be a dragon prince because he didn't like dragons. So he became an arch a mercenary archer oh, instead. No, Dad, you don't oh, I don't yeah. like Holy dragons. Fuck. I got a yeah. question, Chris. Is he the biggest fucking protagonist pussy since Shinji from Evangelion? I want you to ride this badass robot and date these two girls. I hate you, Dad. You're the worst. I want you to ride a dragon and conquer the world. You're the fucking worst, Dad. It, it what was the hell, the, his, uh, He was raised to be the next dragon lord of uh, Kalador, and he never felt the connection with dragons inside him. He was all, he all never got that bond, bond. But when his father died, when his father died and no, I'm not gonna say more. Read those books instead, the War of the Beard books, because if I say more, I would sp- would spoil half of those books. <laughs> the storyline. So no. Borgen asks, do you have character units of any army who are tactically weak but are strong from a fluff point of view that you're always tempted to include, or possibly good units who fall foul of competition for limited rare unit slots? Uh, no, because I can't play the game well. Next person. Um, I, I think uh, we big, disco- big units of orc boar boys. Yeah, they because they are always competing with other special special choices because that's a very crowded part of the orcs and goblins army book. I say dwarf engineers, yeah. they're really Empire cool. Empire engineers, 
Yeah, but they're more useful at least. Very yeah, useful. But still, but still, they cost uh, a bunch of points. You could get like, half points. a cannon. Yeah, yeah, there's half another true, cannon. True. But he keeps another cannon alive. But if you have yeah. two cannons, yeah, you can, can get shoot lucky. Two. <laughs> or you feel three cannons and you feel three engineers, and then you're just gonna have a blast. And also, the engineer can take like bound spell items and repeater guns and stuff. The dwarf yeah. engineer has ballistic skill three. Doesn't allow you to reroll the misfire chart, just lets you guess again. And he has a one attack. Only one attack? Oh, jeez. Yeah. He's worse than a Vyvern. Yeah, that's great, isn't it? Then we have that we talked about in two Elven specials now, uh, the Phoenix Guard and the Black Guard, because they're not good enough to to warrant a rare slot when you go up against stuff like the Bolt Throwers, or in the highest case, the Eagles and the Bolt Throwers. Yeah, or the Hydra. Okay, I'm going to say Black Knights, because I never run Black Knights. How come you never run Black Knights? I don't know. I think it's like a principle thing, because people are like, oh, six that is Cavalry Hammer, and I'm like, I'll show you. I'll not have a single fucking unit be mounted in my army. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, you win games like that? Oh. So I'm guessing I was viciously pointing, giving them points. A, a, a Black Knight unit with a vampire in it, it's, that's going to smash face. Trust me. I faced this before, and I, and I know I will face it again. It's horrible. Face. <laughs> But you can, you know, you know, you can also put a uh, what are they called a wraith on a nightmare and put him in the unit, and suddenly they cause terror. Yeah, and but he, you see, I I don't want to one up in hog for the war crime. That would be so. You know, do no. it, just do it. You play undead already. You always war crime, number, war crime. You always it. outnumber enemies, and they will flee automatically when you win combat. The best part of that is I usually forget. So somebody has to point it out to me, and then I'm like surprised, and I think I'm being a dick. Like <laughs> I'm like, no, I I I keep forgetting the rules all the time. So I'm I, I'm not very clever in this game. Putting my stupidity aside, Chris. Next question. This is the next question from Ian. Do you think that one of the voices sounds like he's a hella old man? And uh... I know that's directed to me. That question. And I I don't get it. I don't hear it. Uh, he, he he had a sore throat during one episode. He's been saying that to me for like a, more than a year, so it's not from my sore throat. He just thinks I sound like an old man. Okay. And just just as a as a little note here, you are technically mocking a speech impediment slash disability. So hope you feel good with yourself. I really don't hear it. You sound like yeah. I don't hear it either, Chris. No, but it's because I basically have a level voice that can't, I can't emote properly sometimes. I just have the flat voice, I think. It's kind yeah. of ironic because if anybody's the old grumpy man in this chat, it's me. I'm literally the oldest of you guys. Yeah. But I'm just going to say it's, it's pretty much a disability and it's medically induced. So if you want me to st stop talking like that, you're probably barking up the wrong tree here. And we have another question from Morgan, and that is a few possible questions. Do you have any particular tips for painting eyes on empires slash human figure figures? Mine ended up looking like Marty Feldman of the Night of the Skonsk Classic. <laughs> 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 uh, repeated overpainting and trying to, again, results in a face which would shame an off-brand zombie. I love this question. If you're not Swedish, you didn't get that, but it was hilarious, trust us. Yeah. Well, uh, painting eyes, uh, if you're 
my tips is not to paint the eyes on all your foot guys. Uh, characters should be fine, but if you're going to paint eyes on that many models, you, you're going to need a steady hand, a very small brush, and a lot of luck. Yeah, it sounds like yeah. uh, you would just say it, uh, like, oh, yeah, but you use a really small brush. <laughs> but yeah, painting eyes, you do need like a brush that only has a couple of bristles. Like maybe a brush that you've been using for a while and they've just fallen off. I, need a tiny I, brush. I did this crazy thing and painted the eyes on all my 400 plus goblins. And the, the brush I have is from uh, Army Painter, and it's called The Psycho. And it's <laughs> it's tiny. Is it like a triple zero or something like that in size? I don't know. It doesn't say. Yeah. No, that's probably why they call it the psycho. Yeah. <laughs> but there are several tips and tricks what you can do. Either get a really, really small brush, or you get a you can get even like a size one brush with a if you've got a decent not tip on it, if you get a proper brush, you could probably do it. But you can also use a pin or a needle. Just prick it in with a small dot of paint. Or that I heard from, I think, one of the uh, Warhammer TV painters does that. And that is to paint eye black. And they put two small or one small white dot instead of painting it white and then putting a black dot in. Because then you have a more control on how you get the, the iris and stuff situated in the eye. Because you're not painting the iris, you're painting the eye itself. And just having the eye in the middle, the iris yeah. in the middle. But uh, the, the fastest trick is just not to paint the eyes and just give them shadows in their eye. Oh, you mean, or like I do, like painting my elven eyes with uh, color shift paints that only yeah. looks good in person and not on photos. I'd say uh, you guys are wrong. Uh, I'd say the fastest way is to never start an empire army. <laughs> just go with undead or uh, go go with night elves and just give them black eyes, just completely black gloss. Ooh, so you mean you could paint an... Empire Army, if you do it from Sylvania, so they don't have living eyes. Yeah, because be... then they, have, they could have glossy white eyes. I know fluff wise, they voluntarily follow the von Kar signs of Sylvania because they consider them the true fee lords. But theoretically, you could have them with like white eyes glossed over to show that they're being mind controlled. Yeah, and then you could also have like some nice OSL from the eye, like a spell effect. However, uh, unlike the Empire, we don't need to brainwash with propaganda our loyal people. They willingly follow us. Suck it, Electricans. Out the podcast. The rules. <laughs> so, Christian, uh, this this is already an episode that we have, have planned to have, and that is, uh, what are your thoughts on armies not entirely at all made up of non-GW models, like Kings of War, Warlord Games, like 3D printer stuff? What are people thought, thought on that? I'm fine uh, with it, yeah, to be honest. Uh, as long as it's well done, and we love yeah. Yeah, I'm As, fine with it. I, I'd rather not, but I'm fine with it. I wouldn't do it myself, but I have no problems facing him. My my usual opponents use Warlord Games and uh, uh, Kings of War models all the time, so I don't mind. I didn't say say like there are proper there are proper made models like the Perry miniatures. Then they got lines that is perfect for like Emperor Empire and Dogs of War, and it's not too surprising that most of them look a bit like the old Dogs of War and Empire models used to look because it's the same sculptors. No. Okay, but like yeah. if you if you have an army that's made out of GW, but there are a couple of like characters that are of other brands, how do you guys feel about that? Because I do that all the time when we play. 
like a lot of my vampires are strictly speaking like Reaper minis or like Heresy Fortune stuff. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Yeah, it depends on the the company. I think if you have like a unit from one company and then a unit from another company, then they might look a bit weird next to each other. But characters are really good for this because they are supposed to look different from everyone else. The one thing that looks would uh, would look a bit worse is if you took the AOS version of Alarial and used her as the sixth version of Alarial. The, the model is three <laughs> times larger. Stop making oh. Nicholas throw up. That kind of tiptoes on to the next question. Yeah, and that is 10,000 10, arrows. That's a lot of arrows. And that is, uh, should I use warm fantasy base sizes or accommodate the larger AOS models on bigger square bases? Well, if you can manage to fit them on the smaller 20, 20 or 25 mil bases, you probably should. But most AOS have, models have a really wide pose and don't really fit yeah. on Standard I mean, Nicholas, Nicholas can answer this one about like the Chaos Warriors. Well, yeah, I managed to fit them on, but they're on 25 millimeter bases. Yeah. And they I... don't have uh, that wide stance. That's the, like if you look at the Lumineth that I tried to work, the Spearmen. Yeah, well, um, well, they do, but they're not supposed to look ranked up. They're just yeah. like a bunch of guys, a bunch of Chaos guys just swinging their arms while the elves are like a regimented unit. So I, I could fit them like with their arms between each other like one is chopping forward and then the other guy is holding his hand oh. above his back or something yeah because the problem i found with the lumineth ones is that their stands make them pretty much stand on the edges of a 20 millimeter base so like the heel and the toes or something like that so they are not as good on the 20 millimeter base they would look 25 millimeters though i mean my opinion is as long as you're consistent over the army because i went army trying to fit all of my gores on 25 millimeter bases and like jimmy told me when i did it it's possible but better thing is probably just to go over to the bigger base size immediately and then just keep it consistent throughout your army keep it consistent because it does come with drawbacks and benefits so you know and talk to your opponent and ask because I've never had anyone say, well, um, actually, these gores should be 25, so you can go fuck yourself, and I win this match by default. I'm going to the internet brag. No, just tell them what's up and why. Like, hey, I was going to do this, but it drives me insane. Oh, speaking of AOS, I'm going to head out now. Yeah. <laughs> Have fun. Yeah, same here. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. I can take one last question before we go, if you want me to. Yeah, I was going to say on uh, the question base size, there are ways of, if you have to make them, if you say you have a unit that uh, fits on something that is a 20 millimeter base technically, like a uh, Empire Spearman or a higher Spearman or something like that, but you have to use a 25 millimeter to make them fit, the model make them fit properly with an AOS model. There are, you could mark the base where the original base is, if you want to make it somewhat workable. But you could also make it that the front of the unit is the same width, but the depth of the unit will be deeper. But then you could put out some markings that is that this is 20 millimeter, even though you could, it's workable. It just requires a bit more thought. Yeah. All right, next question. Uh, yeah, and that is uh, one of those that we got today, I added some late ones. And uh, that is, question for the all-knowing pod. Would it be f fluffy to create a Chaos Warriors army with Norska theme, adding Wolfric the Wanderer as the general? Yes, yes. yes. very, very fluffy. That was I what was I thought. Do anyone have a suggestion, just quickly, what to include in that uh, one? 
I would say hounds. Uh, yeah, hounds. Uh, a lot Giants. of marauders. A lot of marauders. Giants would look amazing. Yeah. Uh, because of course he's he's giving the giant bear, so it will fight alongside him. And uh, one unit of chosen, and one unit of chosen knights, and there you have it. Uh, Wolfric Wanderer appeared in seventh edition, so yeah, I would say Chaos Warriors are pretty much like sixth edition chosen in there, I think, because they have two attacks for some reason. Yeah, yeah, but uh. Yeah, so that was quite yeah. uh, quite a sounding reply on that one, and okay. it would probably look really cool on the battlefield as well. Chris, before I leave, are there any questions in there which, and I know it's unimaginable that I might be of particular help with? Uh, that depends, because we only have one okay. one question left, and that's from Joseph, and that is uh, which dragon is the best dra- best from the ones in sixth edition, and why? And he is list. Listed the High Elf Dragon, the Dark Elf Black Dragon, the Wood of Forest Dragon, the Chaos Dragon, the Zombie Dragon, and then a few special ones like the Asenil Dragon Lord, the Emperor Fire Dragon, and the Great Chaos Dragon. So I'm gonna discuss Zombie Dragon with Melchior Sacrificed on Living. Okay, nice talk to you guys as always. I second that. I'm gonna second that. Fair enough. Take care, guys. Nice Take recording. Take care. Nice having you here. And to Bye. To all our listeners, have a great Christmas or whatever you celebrate, and uh, shake back with you after New Year. Good New Year, allihop. Good Year. Good Year. I'm going to say Asarnil if you play a really large game, because then you can have multiple Dragon Lords in your Hyle farm. Because it takes up like a Lord and a, a Rare slot, I think. I'd say Chaos Dragon, just because it's got two breath attacks, and otherwise it's just... Uh... Yeah. Same as the other dragons. Right? Then, why won't you just say Galrauch because he's also a wizard? But the, That's true. The, then you just need to think about that was the lovely metal model that just fell apart when you looked at it. The thing is, yeah. uh, Forge World made a model for him, which is today known as the Great Chaos Dragon. But when they when they sculpted the dragon, it was supposed to be a properly scaled Galrauch like they did with the the uh, greater demons they were also properly scaled when they made them and uh, that dragon model is bloody amazing massive yeah there there's a friend of mine at home he's using that dragon in his uh, Horus heresy demon army as one of those big things they can have i'm not surprised because it fits it really fits Nice. Speaking of chaos demons, I'm just so you know that the furies and st- things that were released for uh, Warcry. Yeah, uh, there's a guy that's using those as demons in Adeptus Titanicus. Oh yeah, I've seen those. Yeah, the Simon. Oh uh, yeah, they're great. The guy, the guy who got a lot of hate. Yeah, from some people in the heresy community. Yeah. But, but yeah, the, the, those using those in in Adeptus Titanicus is that's brilliant. Yeah, and all all of his stuff looks great. His uh, Sons of Horus that was the one that people didn't really like. That looks great. That army, the demons look great. I need to get my hands on some of those because Nicholas keeps pesting me about that I should use those guys instead of their screamers that I already own. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but uh, just use the screamers against Nicholas, and then you can uh, shelve them and take yeah. furies. <laughs> that was 
all of the listener questions for yeah. this one. I am sad painting the dwarf, uh, the the beard of uh, the white dwarf now, picking out some some strands of hair, white. Fair so enough. Fun. I highlighted this silver on my on my uh, thunderers, and I think I'm done painting for tonight. Time to look for bits. Yeah, I've just uh, cleaned the bits from the Jakob Bugmansen, the eleventh. Yeah, I'm clean them. Now I'm gonna. D, Age of Sigmar him, because he's got, like, metal struts, like an exoskeleton on his suit, and I don't really want that for my version. I also noticed that if you clip his ears, you can put the head thing from a Caradon over... Not the Caradon, a uh, Fire Slayer on his head, the helmet. He's got the same sized head, if anyone wanted to know. <laughs> New topic to talk about. The path to glory. This is a path thing. Path to glory. Yeah, Path to Glory, the game, the skirmish game with chaos. This is a thing that's happening in my town next year, where it's uh, something that I started now recently with a couple of friends, and we are planning to play during summer. So everyone's going to have like half a year to build their warbands so they can really delve into their converting madness with all these chaos things. Uh, so uh, almost all of us have uh, already made our warbands, which is done randomly because you roll what kind of guys show up and wants to be part of your warband and your champion has to say yes or no. And uh, I rolled up a Siege warband, uh, which is the smallest warband in the campaign so far. Everyone else have about 12 to... Uh, 16 miniatures, and I come along with seven. Nice. Yeah, it's going to be my my champion on a horse. A Chaos Spawn, which is his former master. It's going to be two Marauders, one one Horror of Sinch, and one Warrior of Sinch. And I'm going to go Blanchet to all over these guys. I'm going to show you what I am going to base my champion of, which is... Uh, artwork of uh, uh, Count Mordrek the Damned. Uh, I know I showed you guys these pictures before in a chat, but I'm gonna post them to you again and uh, do. I, I really like the idea of Patagory, but the whole randomizing units and then like randomizing the guys you get as you go along as well. Just... But you can use your favor points to alter the dice and you don't have to accept the thing that you randomize so you can say no and roll again and it's not expensive to roll again fair enough i got a dog here now Ooh. just wanted everyone to know that so i showed you guys the link and for people who want to know what this uh, thing looks like it's on instagram on lanada miniatures lanada yeah. miniatures yeah uh, this guy Roberto, oh, he does yeah, the, his of, artwork. Yeah, he 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 recently uh, sketched up a lot of Chaos Champions, and one of them really caught my eye, which is Count Mordrick the Damned. Which is he he is a Chaos Lord uh, who is so damned that he always walks alone. He he used to be from Fifth Edition, I think. He couldn't join units at all. Because he was too much of a monstrosity. Isn't that uh, a Green Day song? Then I don't know. Yeah, I think it is. 
And uh, this sketch that he made, it's like, it's a chaos armor, but it's tentacles going out from every kind of crevice. And uh, that's kind of how I imagine my, my own champion. He's, he's on the verge to turn into a chaos spawn. So he just turned to Sinch and tried to gain his favor to regain his mortality or gain demonhood. I can say if you, people really should check out his account if they haven't, yeah. because he's done great art pieces, but his conversions. They're... Yeah. Uh, even though it is H. Sigmar, all of it, but uh, a lot of this can be used cares? fantasy as well. And models look swell. This yeah. guy is Mr. Sinch, if anything. Yeah, he's got a lovely Lord of Change that is uh, up on stilts and have a puppet. So he's a puppeteer. Yep. And uh, this will obviously, I think, it, at least we'll link it somehow so people can get to know this if they don't know it already, because it's glorious. He's, he's, he's got a lovely one horseman as well. I need to take my leave now as well. It's been uh, lovely enough. talking to you guys. This is usually how it is, and uh, in a regular <laughs> episode of well, people yeah. just drop off during <laughs> the evening, so it's just uh, how yeah. it should be. We'll see how long we'll stay here. God jul på dig. God jul, Niklas. Godnatt, god jul. Godnatt. But yeah, there's a lot of potential just looking at all these artworks. Uh, there's uh, one piece of Azazel, which is a old demon prince of Slanish. And looking at this piece of artwork, you could easily build one from the Necron Katan, the Deceiver, by giving him wings, a sword, and a crab claw, and uh, sw switching up his head a bit. Yeah. We probably should move on to something yeah. else. Otherwise, we'll just sit here, look <laughs> yeah. at gorgeous images, and uh, talk about what we're looking at. And yeah. that's not really the best use of no. uh, spoken media. <laughs> <laughs> it is not. But uh, there will be... What, do we, what should we do next year, you reckon, for the podcast? Well... We should start posting something on our YouTube channel. Uh, I preposterous. I, yeah, I know. We also have technically have a Twitch channel. I think. Yeah, I think a registered one. Thank so we, we could live stream. <laughs> if anyone, if we ever manage to get together and rig up camera stuff and yeah. get to get, play games together, obviously. Currently, yeah, it's not. Uh, yeah, it's not going to happen now. But uh, yeah, uh, hopefully, uh, since I do have a gaming table at home, and my brother is my, uh, he's, he's my neighbor, so he can drop by anytime, and it's fairly safe. So uh, we should be able to do something. I mean, uh, more time yeah. for small, small games up to 1,000 points and... Yeah, and I'm going to ask the people that have managed to get this far into the opposite equal. Would anyone want to see scratch building terrain stuff like live streamed or videos? If you want to, send a message to us. Yeah. And uh, if if any of us uh, do have a certain painting technique that you like, uh, I mean, we could do some tutorials as well. I mean, yeah, we're, not, we're not pro painters, but uh, at least every one of us have something that I excel in. Yeah. And if nothing else, it's a reason for us to push ourselves, and it's yeah. a reason. It's a way for us to connect with you, our dear listeners. Yeah, exactly. We we have said this in several episodes. If you have any suggestions, just send them in. We're yeah, fine. We'll look into it. We'll look into it. 
unless it is stop sounding like an old man because I can't. Just putting Sound it out there. Old. That's the only suggestion you don't have to send in because I can't really make anything about it. Or I won't. That's probably yeah. the same thing. Uh. Yeah, but uh, I'm working over the holidays with a my, the rest of my Mordheim warband. At least the ones I've built. Yeah. I haven't built any Seaguard yet, but I'm not sure. I'm. I might build one or two just to have the models. I mean, but, otherwise, just just field a warband only with the heroes. Yeah, I, I could and because like, and like do this elite band. Yeah, they are five. They are pretty much five hundred gold coins. Whatever yeah, called, as, as as is so with the ranger bows and with the upgraded weapons and stuff like that. Yeah, and I I mean, I have played warbands like that myself. Uh, like going with only heroes, going very small. It's uh, it's challenging if anything. Uh, you do you do grow fast. So you get a lot of skills in your heroes, and uh, they they will excel eventually. Uh, but do expect one or one or three bad games in the beginning. But uh, eventually they will rock. Yeah, and uh, well, I could just paint up a few of the Seaguard models I have because I have like yeah. thirty just <laughs> to have them painted. But... And uh, in case manage to get a campaign going in the future, and you might have to add like uh, someone to stand in front of the good ones. Yeah, yeah. But then I actually do have plans on doing either a. I think I've been talking about this in this or our chat, but not on the episode. A dwarven treasure hunter, a treasure seeker warband, and that is what where this guy will probably come in. The and those warbands are also fun to start with a small elite warband. Yeah, because the, they they are quite durable. Easy. It's quite easy to get uh, points heavy. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> but that is because I want a because that's a core core rulebook band, isn't it? Uh, it a, they, and, they're. They're an official warband, so to say. Yeah, that's uh, what they. Meant. Yeah, they. They were in the annual two thousand and two, uh, with um, the rules properly released. Yeah, because I don't have any of those. I have the, the pestilence, which is a, I think it's a town crier release. Yeah. And the uh, piles that are definitely a town crier. Yeah. <laughs> and <they're> definitely not <laughs> a even a somewhat official. But they were. Is... Yeah, but. High, uh, or rather, shadow elves were official for some time until they yeah. said no. The we we know that the elves were too good. But yeah. The thing is, they they used the the argument: the elves never entered Mordheim. They were too good for this. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a cop out. But I because uh, we have been talking about playing some Lustria games some yeah. sometimes. So the. High Elf Warband is themed around that, the base of the themed around that. Yeah, so. and when we do have a table, expect me to come with Lizardman. Fair enough. That, that would look really good. I looked through the other uh, Warbands for, that were designated Lustria, so to speak, and the Goblins sound like fun. The Forest Goblins, yeah. Yeah, because you can have a spider droid around them. Yes. No, but that's... This warband, and then I do have some very early plans to do like a Church of Myrmidia themed warband. 
just because I want to convert some Myrmidians. Oh. Not sure what to run them as yet, but we'll see. That's just early plans. Yeah. It's more, I want to make these models, then I find a justification for them. I know the feeling. I know the feeling. Yeah. And then you also have to think, should I theme them only to be Empire citizens, or should they be Tyleans that lives in the Empire and guards the church, you know, all of that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not easy. But fun. It's fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But that is uh, things I've been thinking of. And then, obviously, I'm going to... since. <laughs> Since I was talking with you again, it will be next year that you do. You will do your Middenheimers. I will yep. hold you to that. Sometime you will do some Middenheimers. Sometime, <laughs> but I will do my high elf army because it will. It should be painted next year. So Christmas, the holiday season, that will be building season for me. Then I'm, sometimes next year I'm just gonna start painting stuff. Sounds good enough. I know I know that I will at least paint a thousand points next year, but my aim is two thousand five hundred. It depends on the yeah. the quality level that I want to put on my guys. Yeah, and uh, depending on what scheme you're going for as well, depending yeah. on how quick it is to paint. Yeah. Are you going to do more than uh, White Wolf Knights? Going to be some Panther as well. Uh, there will be a unit of panther. There's going to be two units of white wolves. So, uh, night nice. heavy. Very night heavy. I need to make at least one that looks like a blazing sun for my warband oh. if I do Myrmidians. Yes. And then probably some of the Cult of Fury, which are the warrior women they have. Yeah, I have been researching. <laughs> nice. It's always fun to research your yeah. projects. Yeah, and this is far, uh, far in the future, I think. Otherwise, I would just be bogged down doing warbands and not doing anything else. This, well, welcome to uh, my life. Yeah. I wonder if how many people have dropped off, off by now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we should round this off. This has yeah. been... It's been lovely chatting, chatting to, to all of us that's been joining tonight. It's rare that we get all of the team on the podcast yeah and everyone talking as well yeah but that's that's life and uh, hopefully we can get some recordings sooner rather than later because as you noticed during this with all the questions we have plans for a lot of episodes oh yes oh and not only those episodes of course <laughs> we might have at least one more yeah for sure but remember, with great hope comes great disappointment. Yeah, just look at Rogue One. Yeah. But that's not a discussion for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but some, because we don't, we're not going to release any podcasts other than this this year, I guess. So next oh. year, there will be an Orc and Goblin special. There will be a Woodhouse special, because we need to finish the trifecta. There will finally be the Storm of Chaos yes. and the War of the Beard special. And hopefully we can get the returning guest for that one. Oh, I hope so. And uh, with that, happy holidays. And no matter what you're celebrating, just have a happy holidays. If you don't celebrate anything, have a happy end of year. Yeah, happy new year, if anything. And remember, stay square. And good night.